Welcome to the Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kuttner, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast will help you find ways to live healthier, happier, and more inspired. I so appreciate you being here, and I hope you like this episode. So today on the podcast, I have Byron Van Pelt. He is a business strategist. He also guides coaches and consultants to own their value and create really unique messages to resonate with their clients. So Byron, thank you so much for coming on. You're very very welcome. It's good to be here. I'm excited. Same. So I just want to start by you letting everyone know a little bit more about you and why you got into this work. (sighs) Big question. Yeah. Um, 10 years ago, I had a coach and I loved our work together. I've benefited from it immensely. And about three to four months in, he said, you know, you would be a great coach. I was 23 years old. I thought he was nuts. I thought it was crazy. But he said, just trust me. I think there's something in you that's meant to do this whole coaching thing. So I took his guidance because I trusted him and I just jumped into coaching And I became a coach and I fell in love with it. It was never my intention to coach. I was reading self-development books and trying to get better at life and understand and and coaching was helping me. Um, But it was never my intention to go that route. And I later realized how I kind of stumbled into it. Like, have you ever had, I guess, a moment when someone can see your gifts and you can't and they let you know and you resisted at first? You're like, no, that's not me. Come on, me? No, no. That person, though, they're really good. And they're like, no, you, you're really good at that. Own it. That was my experience with coaching. That's how I I got started. Um, I did that for like five, six years. I ended up actually joining his team and becoming one of his coaches and a great experience. And that I learned a ton. I had, I think at one point, 23 clients I was working on simultaneously and all different kinds of life, um, all different challenges and problems. And uh, it, it was, it was wild. I meet people that want time we'd be celebrating uh, you know hitting six figures in business the next call would be like you know my wife and I are getting divorced and it was like this constant up and down through it all because our coaching was so wide um, and then I hit a point where I just totally burned out I, I just completely hit the wall and so I pivoted and I realized again that I had been helping coaches this whole time and wouldn't accept it and I said well I'm a coach but I can't help coaches like that's something again for someone else to do but I have people telling me no like I've come to you for advice I want to hire you to help me grow my coaching business and so I got into that and discovered a passion for helping coaches grow their business ended up leaving that group starting my own business going full-time with just this back in 2017 so I think that's me uh, in a nutshell yeah Yeah. What do you think you love so much about coaching? And also, what do you feel like your niche is for people you work with? So answer your first question. Um, For me, it's a blend of being able to create things. Like I'm an intensely creative person. And so Mm -hmm. I love how I can take my own life experience. I can take what I'm learning and studying. I can take even conversations 
and go, hey, that created a shift in my life. Let me try it out on my clients and see what happens. Hmm. I've always had that freedom and that ability. And there's nothing to me more rewarding than sharing something that I've created or found or a combination of the two. And it creates a breakthrough on the spot. I've always loved doing that. And I love that element of it the most because coaching is endlessly creative. There's so many different things that you can do in the session. You have no idea where it's going to go. It's organic and it flows. It's fun in that regard. Um, so that's what I enjoy about it the most. In terms of who I help, for me, especially now more and more, like I, at first I had it really specific. I was helping people that were in corporate America, that were coaches, that wanted to get out, start their own business, that were gifted at coaching, that had maybe doing it for a few years, but were not really getting anywhere and wanted to grow. And that's who was hiring me. Um, but since that point, it's expanded more and more and more. Um, and now I think for me, my calling is to help people that are spiritual in some nature, that have a message they want to share with the world. They have something they want to actually leave as a legacy. Mm-hmm. And they're challenged with getting it out there and having it resonate with people. And have other people go, I understand. I want it. Can we talk? How do you bridge that gap? And I find that's where uh, a lot of not, only, not just coaches, but entrepreneurs, we get stuck on it. It's like we just know message isn't resonating. Well, why? What's what's going on there? What is it something in me or is it something in what I'm saying or both that's off base? And so the people that resonate with that and want to break through that, that's what I love serving the most. That's awesome. I love that a lot. Yeah. So, so good. So when you're coaching your clients, what do you feel like is the best tip you can give them? Um, when it comes to really owning their message and, and understanding their brand, like what, what's like the number one tip you can give them? Deep, deep inner work. Um, I'll give yeah. you a specific example of this. Here's what I've discovered. I've discovered, cause I, I've kind of gone to both sides, meaning I started off coaching and I would do a lot of like, let's really go there and discover what's there in your, in your psyche. Hmm. And then I went the, the other side of the spectrum, which is let me consult you in business and let me kind of get a sense of what your message is and, and give you suggestions and guide you. Here's what to do instead. Here's the strategies to use. Um, the strategies have helped people. I feel like it's it's been like a foothold so that you know where to grab onto when you're climbing something. It helps your brain out. But by and large, that's maybe like 20% of what actually stops people. 80% of it is all obviously in here and in here. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I've discovered now after having worked with, I think 125, 130 people in my career um, is there's a desire of some kind, usually around wanting more freedom, uh, usually around wanting more of a connection and, and love, growing a brand, things like that, or more freedom, unity, uh, power and things like that. And you know, it comes in the form of I want to grow my business, I want to make more money, I want to make more impact, et cetera. But for everything we want, there's the opposite side of that thing too. And so if we want more love in our life, we have to be willing to invite in more disapproval and rejection, for example. And so a lot of people come to me and they say, I want to grow my brand. I want to market. I want to get my message out there. And they're running away from that other side. They don't want to look at the rejection or what they're really looking for is a strategy that is rejection proof. Thinking like, well, if I just learn what to do, I don't have to face rejection and discomfort. If I just do it the right way, 
or if my bit, if my business website is perfect, right. or if my branding is on point, then everything will be easy. That's where I got to focus. And I, and I realized after taking so many damn courses and reading so many books and hiring so many people, it's like, there is no strategy. There is no path. You have to face this stuff. Um, and so even as simple as having someone face it and looking at, okay, like, what are you really afraid of? What are you really feeling like you're trying to hide from the world or hide from yourself? Where do you feel like you're not good enough that you're not really worthy of that love you say you want bringing that up over and over and over again, and just giving it space that in and of itself uh, is often enough to create breakthroughs because it was something that was kept in the dark for years and years and years, uh, bringing that to light and then embracing and integrating it often is a switch. And I find uh, as simple as I want to get my message out there in a bigger way, if I'm able to tolerate more rejection and still know I'm okay at the core, it allows everything to just go. The person's much more aggressive with the marketing, the more confident, the more in alignment, everything tends to flow. So it's just is to boil it down, it's taking that whole process and coming away with more self-acceptance, self-love and self-understanding, if that makes sense. Yeah, nailed that. I love that for so many reasons. I love it because it's like, you have to be aware of your fears in order to break through. And if you're not even aware of your fears or not willing to confront them, you're really not gonna get to the other side because it is, it's like, there's two sides to everything. Of course, there is like success and joy and happiness. You also have to give yourself space to deal with the difficult stuff because when you're able to do that, you can change and grow and get better. So yeah, that's like your gold. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing. Uh, social media is like a double-edged sword in that regard because what we typically see, the way the algorithm works, is it posts in the content that others have liked and loved and have engaged with. And so we're seeing the highlight reel from that perspective, but then also the cliche of like, yeah, everyone shows their best life and yet they're not as happy as they publicly portray. All that affects us. And so if we're not careful, it's easy to feel like I've got to be at this level first. I've got to be perfect in this way. And I can't let the world see my fears and my vulnerabilities and the things that I'm uncomfortable with, because then it takes away from this image I'm trying to put out there. And so it's like, we have two selves that show up. We've got our like public self and then our private self. And so we got like all smiles and strength and I can help you. I can guide you publicly. And then privately we're like crying and pulling our hair out and freaking out. Like, how do we do this? How do we pay the, the mortgage this month? And there's just this wild combination. So I found for me, it's not having to overcome those things. It's not having to certainly ignore them. Like you said, it's not about running away from them anymore, but it's about confronting them and giving them love and attention and saying, yeah. I can love myself even if I don't feel like I'm good enough. And yeah. that's really where the breakthrough is in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I also think the vulnerability allows for connection because when you are vulnerable and you are open that you're struggling, it's like, hey, okay, I'm struggling too. It just invites that connection piece that really helps you in your business anyway. Like if you're able to connect with your clients, that's everything. So it's like when you can be open and vulnerable and okay with sharing pieces of yourself, you do create a space for connection. That's the biggest thing. I'm glad you said that. Um, 
I feel like connection is the lifeblood of your business. Yeah. And there's, there's connection to yourself. There's connection to other people and your clients. There's connection even to your work. And yeah. I feel like the biggest thing that robs that connection is having a superficial or like a very shallow approach. And I think what motivates that is being obsessed with the facade, the image, mm -hmm. the how does this look as opposed to how does this feel? And is there a level of authenticity here? Vulnerability is a big part of that. And so I think if we're not able to be authentic and vulnerable with ourselves, if we're always, like you said, running from that fear, we certainly can't be authentic with other people. And if we can't be authentic with other people as coaches, especially, and as entrepreneurs or anyone that's trying to guide or teach or show a different way of living, and that's what we're hanging our hat on, we literally can't do our job. We, we can't convey those gifts because then on the other side, our clients are not creating any more depth of connection themselves. They're not feeling more truth in themselves. We're not able to pull that out of them. And so that's the work that I found. And what's cool is it doing work like this allows a person to go deeper into their purpose and allows them also to differentiate more and more. And so they stop sounding like how everyone else sounds because everyone else is saying messages that they got consciously or subconsciously from someone else that's right. successful, right? And so right. you do this, you really create something that stands out and it's different from all the noise out there. And this, again, you're giving yourself permission to be weird and goofy and yourself to the degree to which you actually are. And that is what, as people go, oh, I resonate with that. That's awesome. That's me too. And that's a connection, like you were saying. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love like the owning yourself and being authentic. That hits home for me. And I think a lot of people need to hear that because it's like, why why do we struggle so much with just owning all of our weird, unique, eccentric qualities? We should own all those weird things because that's what makes us unique and, and that's valuable in itself because I feel like a lot of people feel like they have to fit into boxes. And I think this is like a cultural thing where they have to squeeze into a box either professionally or in whatever way. And it's just like, we're not really meant to do that. And I think just continuing to give light to that is so important because living in a box is so restrictive and it's so uncomfortable and it's not what we're meant to be doing. 100%. Yeah, I love that you said that. Yeah, uh, I call it like the identity trap. Yeah, it's, it's trap. as soon as we say, well, I'm an accountant, then it's like that, that right there is enough to put you in a box. And that's often what stops people from doing what they really want to do. You know, if most of the people, when I, when I reflect on it, if there's a conversation around, all right, like, what do you really want to do here? If we really get to the heart of it, it's often something pretty far removed from what they're currently doing for their career yeah. and it's like all right well why aren't you doing that already and you could tell like that box immediately comes up and we keep digging and digging it's a combination of like well i'm an accountant and i don't i don't do that they don't do that others don't do that but then there's also going back to what you said about you know our own goofier or weird there's also that image that we're trying to fulfill and we've learned this growing up you know, the reason that stuff is often buried or hidden, or we're not even sure what the fears are is because we've had to learn to hide all that stuff to get accepted. That's what we thought we had to do to earn over approval. Yeah. And so we've become this like rigid personality and we've had to kind of forget about all that stuff every now and then it wants to like come out and be like, Hey, can I come up and hang out? And you're like, no, get back in the basement. Like you go down there, you stay down there. <laughs> 
And you want to like bring this stuff up and it's so scary and uncomfortable, but the more you do, that's really where people start to connect to more of you. They connect to more than just, I'm an accountant. And now it's like, oh, cool. You're a human being. And now that transcends a lot of that. So letting down the box and the identity is huge. Like you said, I love that idea. Yeah. What do you think helps people let go, like let go of those soul sucking jobs or let go of those labels? Like, how do you think it's best to help people let go? Is it just like fully accepting? What's your thought on that? I think it's the, you know, I guess a different way of coming at what we've been talking about. It's really looking at what, what am I really feeling on a day-to-day basis? And just first being honest with that. Um, because thanks to corporate culture, thanks to a lot of different influences and social conditioning, and even thanks to personal development, a lot of the time we're not taught to be honest with how we feel because we feel like it's destructive. So one of the simple things that I often ask people is be honest with me. What pisses you off right now in your life? And we kind of get to it a little bit. And then I just give them permission. Like, no, like I want you to rant. What actually pisses you off? Hmm. And what I find is that whatever they're most infuriated about often is like the seed or the kernel of their purpose. And the reason why is because Number one, whatever we're that irritated about in, in the outside world, we obviously have going on in us. And so it's, a, it's an opportunity to see that we're projecting and then confront it and deal with it mm-hmm. but, and then heal it. And then we can right. help other people heal it. But number two, right. it's also because we are probably meant to do something about it. Right. If something genuinely angers us. It's because we on some level feel like, I know this can be done better. This can be done at a higher standard. Someone has to do something about it. But what we typically do is say, yeah, they need to fix it. They need to stop doing this. We don't stop to ask, well, what if I'm meant to do something about it? We don't want to take on that that responsibility. But if we're able to do that, and then also with love, notice how all those things that are angering us, we're doing ourselves as well. Like we're doing the very thing that we're demonizing and that's why we're demonizing it. And that also stops us from seeing it in ourselves. And we can at least bring that to the surface and then heal it through some of what you and I have been talking about. We're meant to go share that with other people because we already have such a passion about it. We're already immensely yeah. passionate if it actually pisses us off. So yeah. in my experience, following that has been the key to finding your passion and what matters most to you and what you really want to do here you can get to that, your message can be steeped in that. And that's really what will resonate with people too. Yeah. I love that conversation on purpose. And I think that's an interesting way to look at it too. I feel like a lot of times you hear like, okay, follow your passion, follow what lights you up. But I don't hear a lot of people say, well, explore what pisses you off. You know, (laughs) know. (laughs) that's really cool, but it makes so much sense. It's like, okay, well, if you're pissed off about the leadership at your job, maybe you could be a better leader, you know? So that's a great point. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I discovered it too, because all the courses I went through and books I read on, here's how to discover your purpose. It's like, it's intersection of what you're really good at, what you're really passionate about and what the world needs. Yeah. Like, okay, it makes sense. I get it. But I don't know, why is it that I keep almost obsessively thinking about this other thing 
Hmm. that I'm taught, don't go there. That's the, you know, that's not productive. That's not positive thinking, but yet I can't stop thinking about it. And it's, it's more than just an erotic thing. It's like, it almost feels like a calling, like something pulling at me. Right. And when I really paid that attention, that's when everything shifted in me. Um, Cause for me, you know, I, I told you a little bit about my story. I had you know, coached for like six, seven years. And then I felt a calling to, to shift. I was burned out. And the reason I got into helping coaches was because the number one thing that pissed me off was a coach would hand me their business card and it would be like a person at the Grand Canyon and they have their arms stretched out in the sky. And the business card would say like, unlock your infinite potential. Yeah. And I would like read the card and I would say, what, what does this even mean? What, what the hell are you even saying? Wait a minute. You're a coach. Is this what I sound like? And it freaked me out. And I had been struggling with communicating my value as a coach. I'd go to these networking events and meet people and they asked me, what do you do? And I'd say, I'm a, like a personal trainer for your whole life, you know, Anthony Robbins. And they'd be like, Anthony, who, what personal? So you're like a therapist. I'm like, no, no, no. Like a personal trainer. Oh, so you work out with people. No, no, no. And it was like already like I'm shot myself in the foot. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. They're not going to hire me. You know, who, yeah. who would hire me? So all of this was going on in me and I was so mad at other coaches and I felt like they're just not articulating their value. And then it had me look at myself and go, well, am I? I was like, nope, I'm undercharging. I don't stand in my power when I talk about what I do. Mm. People are not by and large interested. I have to kind of convince them to want to work with me. Huh, something's got to change here. And the more I let myself both be aware of that pissed offness and be honest with myself, but then also heal through that and then do the things that scared me, like quitting and going out on my own, starting my own mm-hmm. business, raising my prices from $1,000 a month to 20, 30 grand paid in full. These things scared the hell out of me. For sure. But I was so excited when I did it and I was so fired up about all that growth that that's the energy that people then found attractive. That's the energy that people want to go, I want to work with you because it didn't matter my track record. It didn't matter uh, even what I'd accomplished before or my experience as a coach. What really mattered was that when I was talking to them or they were watching me on camera or whatever content, they could feel this energy of he's walking the talk. He's fired up about this. He's passionate and he's transformed himself in some way. Yeah. And if he can do that, I know he can help me. And if I can do that, then I know I can help other people. And so that's been the the progress that's really made a big difference. Yeah, a few things there really um, hit home for me. I think the value of the inner work was something that I wanted to just keep reiterating because it, it takes a lot of bravery to call yourself out on your own shit and to really like go deep and inward and find all these things about yourself that like actually need to be brought to the surface. So I feel like that's valuable in itself. And then I also love that you kept like talking about energy and tuning into that energy, because I think energy is such a great indicator and it doesn't get enough credit in the real world of like, what's your energy like when you're doing this? And how do you feel when you're doing this? And and I just love to keep talking about that because energy is everything and it's just the end all be all like if you could tune into your energy while you're doing certain things and notice 
your energy when you're doing those things and and if it's high and and excitement and like things like that I just think there's so much value there too yeah I've I've put so much stuff into my brain because one of my beliefs that I had to release was my value comes from my intelligence yeah so growing up um, I had a hard connection with my dad because he was always working and busy and I never got like a real one-on-one time with him. And so he was always really smart. He was a day trader trading stocks and things like that. And so I felt, okay, well, I guess that's how you, you win over people with your brain. And so I was always studying and cramming information into my brain. And I always thought, well, if, if I'm not successful, it's because I don't know enough. And so I, I was a seminar junkie. I read hundreds and thousands of books and courses and, and you name it. Right. But what was ironic was like the more I crammed into my mind, the less valuable I felt energetically. Hmm. And when I look at it, like, well, why was that the case? It's because my knowledge was maybe like 10 to 20% of why someone was hiring me. But the most important factor was, am I congruent in what I'm saying? Am I energetically coherent? Meaning is all of me in harmony with this? Or am I talking from something that I know intellectually? And so then it's hitting their mind. And then intellectually, they're going, wow, this guy's smart. He knows a lot, but they're not feeling me. They're not feeling the energy. And and with coaching, especially, it's such a personal connection that we have with people. And the, the number one reason why someone hires us in this space in coaching and and helping people grow or in leadership or anything like that is because Mm -hmm energetically, they want to also embody the same or a similar vitality, meaning how we have them feel they want more of in their life. And so if in a conversation or a piece of content or whatever medium we communicate with, if they don't feel different or better as a result, it doesn't matter all the great ideas we give them. They're not going to remember them. It's not going to impact them and it's not going to create enough of a desire to go, Ooh, I want more of that. Yeah. You had to tune in to the other things besides what was going on in your head. And I think that's just like a general rule of thumb for people is your head doesn't have all the answers, (laughs) which is, which sounds weird to a lot of people because it's like, okay, we think with our brains and we learn with our brains and we do all these things in our head, but there's so much else that has value and purpose in your heart space and your energy and I love your attention to it I really really love how much like you keep saying like okay alignment and energy and congruence and feelings your feelings are indicators and I think a lot of people are just so detached from those and it's great to keep on talking about it there's so much in that there's so much in your feelings and the and your energy and it's just like it's a game changer. Yeah, that's where your value to me comes from. And you're so right. Uh, some of the hardest, t- I don't typically work with people that are super left brain. I can, and I do occasionally, but yeah. that's the block that comes up. Um, right, right. It's, it's like, all right, well, how are you feeling? And what comes back is like a theory or intellect around it or philosophy. I'm like, yeah. that's not what I'm asking. Yeah. I want to know how you're feeling. And so it's, it's like literally learning a new language for a lot of people, but that language is super important. Um, unless you want to and intend to never have to talk to people the rest of your life, you know, you might want to learn how to connect. Um, so I, I think the, the big takeaway for me was also really asking myself the hard question, which is, well, what makes me valuable? 
what makes this valuable? If I'm going to raise my prices, how do I justify doing that? And of course, a lot of limiting beliefs popped up, like, well, what gives you the right? Um, you don't have enough certifications. You don't have enough experience. And incidentally, I catch up with a lot of coaches and, and I hear a lot of the same things like, well, I'm going to go get another certification and then I'll be ready to go. And it's like, how many do you have now? This will be my eighth one. And then I think I'm finally ready to get my business going. <laughs> like, yeah, your eighth certificate. Wow. Like, do you realize that it's awesome that you know that much and that you're that skilled, but what you're affirming loudly for the world to see is that you don't feel like you're enough. And so energetically, that's what you're showing up every time you talk to your clients and ask for money. It's yeah. I, I'm not enough, but you think you can validate me? Do you want to pay me a little bit? No, okay, you don't have the money. Okay. Oh, that's okay. And so that's what prevents us from standing in our power. It's not the certifications and the knowledge. It's it's what we embody when we talk to people. That's the big thing. And it's how powerfully we can get into the circle of what our potential clients or customers are showing up with too. Hmm. Uh, and that's another thing. It's, it's, I think subconsciously we can tell if someone is bullshitting us, hmm. but I think also subconsciously we can tell if someone's bullshitting themselves. There's sure little not. tells that we can pick up on um, with their body language, with their intentions, with how they carry themselves. We can just constantly tell, are they, BSing themselves or are they being true to themselves? And that's the number one thing that I feel like our clients want to know when they're really looking to hire us. It's it's not just can you show me your testimonials and right. let me see your past experience. It's when I'm with you and it gets hard and I'm questioning and I'm doubting and I'm feeling like I can't do that and I have to lean on you a little bit for support. Are you going to be there with me? Are, are you someone that is rock solid energetically or are you going to waver too and then we're both going to kind of fall into the sand trap together if that makes mm, sense so, so much yeah. sense yeah oh my gosh um two things came up for me during that so i think this idea of being radical and different is really important too i love that you keep saying like you don't have to do what everyone else is doing and you shouldn't and that's a lot for me because i feel like when you're doing something different like that's great change things up like be be a be a shifter you know i think that that's valuable if you're doing something that's not the same thing that everybody else is doing and preaching or teaching great follow that <laughs> so these radical ideas are so good because it's like that's exactly why you should be doing it you know it's like specifically there on your path for a reason and then i just keep thinking that the inner work is so much more valuable than any course or certification too. If you're brave enough to go in like to the basement or like the well, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and you're going to be like, okay, I can bring this stuff up and I can sit with it and heal it. You're, you're essentially learning what you can teach somebody else too. Like you, and I love like when you have that gold because you have done so much work, that's just like, way more valuable than any course or certification. It's something that people don't hear enough, I think. Yeah, I agree. I, I know I didn't hear it enough. Um, yeah. I was always asked that question, like, what, Byron, what's your X factor? What makes uh, you different? <laughs> yeah. I'd scratch my head. I'm like, what makes me different? Um, 
What makes me different? Uh, well, it's because I know all this stuff, but that's not really it. It's not resonating. Um, it's because I do. No, they do it too. It's because I have this. No, that I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to answer this question. Right. Um, and, and it was an honest moment for me. It was like I just don't know. And later on, fortunately, I discovered the reason why is because in a lot of ways it's a trick question. Hmm. The reason why is because all every single one of us is different. Yeah. Like every single person is unique and different already. So it's a it's a self fulfilling question. It's like you you can't not be different. But the real question is not how are you different. It's how are you copying. Hmm. It's how are you not being yourself because you're hiding that self in favor of something you feel will be more socially accepted because it's what everyone else is doing. And that's when you tend to blend in and get lost in the crowd. And that's when people then, they, they lose you in there and they instead see the facade you've built because you're afraid of showing that side of you to the world. So really to me, the question is, all right, um, how are you copying other people because consciously or subconsciously you feel like you're not good enough and that's what others have done, so it must work. And then what are you hiding in yourself? And I think for me, um, hiding what makes me fun, what makes me funny, like having a sense of humor in business, I never used to do any of that stuff. Now I'm doing it more than ever because I just didn't give myself permission. I was like, they don't wanna hear that. That's, that's not professional. Bringing all of that out and having fun with it is, is so freeing because I, you feel like energetically you just expand like there's just you get out of that box like you talked about yeah. and that is your freedom of expression just takes off and, and that's what people really love to see and hear and again it's what also has them you, you become more top of mind to them where now it's like oh you start to have your own energetic frequency that can tap into and go if i ever need a blank rachel's my girl you know and so you just fit that right away if that makes sense yeah yeah and it's like this conversation just hits home so much because I think a lot of people are just still so like frozen when it comes to being themselves and honoring their truth and honoring what makes them joyful and silly and playful. And I love to just connect the dots and be like, okay, well, joy is actually our true nature and play is our true nature and like being silly is okay. And you don't have to be like, oh, well, this is business. Yeah, but your clients will like you more if you can be silly. Like that's, I think it's a likable factor when you're silly and playful and fun. I'm attracted to that personally. Like that's what I, I'm like, oh, cool. Like I can be relaxed and be myself too. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how, <laughs> what's funny is a lot of those rules and decisions that were, they weren't made by us. And we just, we took them on, we accepted them. And then we, we incorporated them into us. Like, that's just me. It's just who I am. Humor. It's having that playfulness. It's doing things that are weird and bizarre and that you normally wouldn't do. But then if you're in a conversation with your best friends, you would do. And so it's about allowing yourself to be more universal across the board and, and stop compartmentalizing your personality and going, all right, when I'm with this person, I'll be like this. And then I can be myself with them. And then so what if you just merge the two more often? Because that's what they really want anyways. You think they're accepting the facade, but they're just too scared because they're only showing you their facade. So just drop it. And like you said, vulnerability, watch what happens with people. 
It's a, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And I think it just helps us connect to our truth more because I think, you know, all these blocks start to come up when we are inauthentic. I think the blocks come up because we're not honoring ourselves and we're not connected to our own energy. That's like healing and loving. And, and there's just so much to say about our own energy. And I did, um, like an exercise on one of the podcasts, um, with like a spiritual guide and, and she said, like, how's your energy feel when you drop the labels? So like when you can like focus on your energy, when you drop the label of mom or dad or wife or like business partner or whatever, like when you drop all, all those labels, what's the feeling that's left? Like, what's that energy feel like? And I really liked it because I'm like, yeah, that's that's actually really good when you're able to just honor your own energy and then also create things in your life that honor that energy. Then you just have like a fully aligned life and it's just fun. Of course, there's times where you're like still growing and healing. It's not all fun, but it's a lot more fun. It is. It's a lot more fun. And like, why can't it be both? Uh, there's this misconception that, you know, it's like I'm struggling and then I, then I did all these things. And then I'm on the other side and, right. and I'll help you do the same thing. That's not how life works. That's a really well-manufactured marketing story. Um, and in fact, now that's one of the things that does piss me off a little bit now is like we see the, the perfectly polished story where a person's like, I was struggling and then I went through this and then I figured it out and you can too. I think people are tired of hearing that. I think yeah. what we want to hear more is how we actually grow and evolve, which is I was struggling figure this out. Now I'm struggling with this. Here's what I'm figuring out now. And it yeah. humanizes us. And so we don't have to have this like linear mindset of, all right, I've arrived. I'm there. Now I can show up and teach the world and guide the world. And I'll never again feel like a failure or rejected or insecure, uncertain. It's like, no, you're a human. To, to say that makes you fake. That's where you lose people. Yes. So it's okay. In fact, they want to see you struggle and because it means that your character is growing and yes. when your character grows i think that's another thing that we can we can tell and it's hard to bullshit you can't really bullshit character uh you can bullshit your success quote unquote your influence <laughs> you know yeah. your brand how well polished everything is uh but you can't bullshit character and that comes out one way or another so you can have a fake relationship with your character or you can have a very real one um, and, and I noticed this as well. The people that, that were saying, I want to work with you, I would ask them why. And I thought, well, it's because I guess they resonated with my content. And that was the case sometimes. But a lot of times people would tell me was actually watching you communicate and interact with other people. Like I would, I would watch you at that networking event we were at. And it was how you talk to everyone else in the room. And I was watching you. And I said, well, what is it about that? He said, because you, you couldn't fake that with me. You can fake an interaction with me. You can put on a show and say things and, and maybe I can buy into it. But after watching you for a full day, you can't fake that. I saw the genuine you throughout all of that. And that's what had me go, I actually want that in my life. Yeah. And that's when I realized we do the same thing publicly on social media as well. Um, the people will hire you occasionally from your content, but oftentimes it's how you engage with others publicly and the people that aren't even engaging with you, that are just watching. They're watching how you respond, how you like, or how you, you interact with people that are debating you and disagreeing with you. And are you lovingly 
coming back with them and still holding your position? Or do you really believe in this or not? All these questions are being answered in their mind. So your, your content and your presence online is not just, all right, I've got these great ideas and they put them out there. It's not just creating a, an engagement and a conversation. It's how you interact with literally everyone. And um, you know, going back to that idea that connection is the lifeblood of your business, this is one aspect of it. It's literally how you connect with yourself and with everyone that dictates your success. Yeah, love that. That's really good. When you said that, I was just thinking about that one business tip that you gave me like months ago that I haven't forgotten. And it's just like honor the things you're good at and like know those things and like work those things. And so for you, it's it's connecting with people and it's it's your ability to network and, and have conversations and really listen. And so just like for people listening, it's like, okay, well, what's your thing? Like, what's your thing that like people point out about you or like know that you're good at or give yourself the time and space to like figure that out and honor that and use it in your business. You don't have to use business strategies all the time. You don't have to read all the books. I'm glad you said that because it reminded me of something else. I, I love where you're, where you're going with that um, because I noticed, and I noticed this in everyone I talk to, literally everyone, it's weird. We don't know our own genius and we often yeah. readily write it off. And just like how we might hide the things that we're ashamed of or afraid of, and then we project it, we do the same thing with our strengths. Hmm. Um, and someone will, will mention them to you and we'll go, oh, that's nothing, no big deal. And it's like, it just flies over our head because we're not even aware that it's a strength. And yet, no, like that's something you need to flex more in your business. That's yeah. something that you're really gifted in. It's like that, oh, that thing? Oh yeah, that comes easy to me. I just do like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. That does not come easily to other people. Yeah. And so we kind of project and go, yeah, if it's easy to me, it must be easy to everyone. No. <laughs> it's so it's a it's a gift it's it's a superpower you have and so there's a skill in flexing it but there's also a ton of value if you can learn how to teach people how to do it mm -hmm. that's really where a lot of the gold comes from too um and and teaching it not because what i did was i had a lot of breakthroughs and i'm like oh okay well i've been through so much on business let me just teach business and it wasn't creating the same results for my clients. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And it, because yeah. I wasn't teaching what actually worked for me. I was going, okay, and then you just do this part and then you're good and then you're on to the next. And it's like, do what now? How do I do that? What do you mean build rapport like that? What do you mean connect like that? And so all of this humbled me a lot. And I went, I've, I've got to pay more attention to this and I got to stop running away from my strings. And I've also got to stop just kind of speeding through it slow down and discover well, what makes this work for me and, and how can I leverage more of that? That's important. Yeah. I like the clarity piece, allowing yourself to get clear on it. But then I also just love the honor your strength and stand in your power conversation because so many people are afraid of their own power. It's the same thing with like, you know, asking for the money, you know, they're afraid to do it because they don't believe in themselves or they don't believe in their powers. And it's like, I also love the idea that like your superpowers come super easily to you. So like, that's a great indicator too. So when you're trying to get super clear, it's like, all right, well, what's like really easy for me to do and, and feels good. Like those are just great tips for people too, if they're listening. Yeah, absolutely. Dive into it. Dive into what's easy. I like that. Yeah.
Yeah. And then I also like continuously adapt and allow yourself that adaptation. I know we were talking about like, okay, you struggle and then you're over it and like you're, you're perfect. And that's just so false. Like I wanted to say this earlier, but like normalize adaptation too. like normalize, like, okay, maybe you're really good at something, but then like you, a few years down the line, become really good at something else. And like, that's okay. Adaptation is human and evolution is human. And it just needs like a little more normalization, I think. Yeah, it does. It, it, we just need more grace with ourselves yeah. and with other people too. Um, it's like we had this rigid story we're trying to fit everything into. And I think it's interesting. A lot of times people ask me like, can you help me with my story? Can you help me get my message right? How do you know it's right? It's like, well, I, I don't know. It'll just be clear. It'll just make sense. Like, all right. <laughs> or what if it's just honest? There we go. Now I think we're on to something. Cool. So what's preventing you from from being honest? There we go. That's where the inner work comes in. That's where we create the ships. You know, what are you trying to hide and all that? Um, so yeah, I think that's that's been interesting. It's part of it's part of the marketing process too. Um, like recently for me, I can't stand most webinars now because I know the, the format and the kind of script they follow. And it's funny to me how most of them, when they introduce themselves, it's like a series of bullet points. It's not like, I don't know anything more about the person. It's like a series of accolades they made up. Like bullet point one, I'm the top business coach in the world. It's like, what does that even mean? Like, did you grant yourself the top business coach in the world? Like, I don't feel any more connection to you. That's just like carefully polished story from beginning to end. And I get through it and I'm like, rare, rare for me to go, you know what? That was a great takeaway. I, I learned something today. And most of the time it's just like, you're awesome. I suck. Figure it out by paying you money. Great. <laughs> Thank you. That's not, it's so terrible. <laughs> I love that you said that. And it's like, even like the best of the best people, if you listen to their podcast or you read their book and you don't have like some soul hitting takeaways, then you don't even have to give them the value that you think you're supposed to give them. Like they're not valuable because they're this person. They're valuable because they hit you. Like they, they give you something that resonates and they really speak to you. And I feel like that's the value that we kind of talked about today is it, it has to be something you feel and you, it has to be something energetically and like, just, just like clear out the bullshit, you know? Yeah. Clear out the bullshit. So where can everybody find you if this conversation really hit home for them, which I'm sure it did. Just drop all your info. Yeah, my website's my name, byronsvanpelt.com. S for Scott, byronsvanpelt.com. You can find me on Facebook, Byron Van Pelt. Um, something we haven't really talked about, but I've been talking about it the whole time. I'm actually rebranding myself too, because my next evolution, like what I'm adapting to and normalizing is creating a public brand myself. And I'm noticing as I make momentum in doing that, a lot of people have been asking me just like four or five years ago, Hey, how do you do that? Same thing's coming up again. And so I want to help people that have a message, have something they want to share and are unsure how to build a brand, how to create content, how to do it authentically. That's what I'm diving into now. So um, there's a lot of fear and, 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 you know, anger around that as well that I'm navigating and healing through. And so if anyone wants to learn more about what I'm going through and hopefully they can learn from it too, then that's where you can find me. We can grow together. Love that. 
Thank you so much for coming on. This has been so, so good. I really enjoyed talking to you. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me, Rachel. This has been fun. Yeah, good conversation. So much, so much good stuff to take home and really needed. I, I love the continuous conversation about like, you don't have to fit in a box. <laughs> like That's not for you. Don't do it. So yeah, get out of the box. Yeah, it's like everyone's cramming themselves through this like same doorway. And it's like, it's not, I'm just gonna go this way. And you wanna follow me, cool. You know, it's like, I think that's the, that's the key. Hey friends, thanks for checking out this episode of the Solutions Podcast. For more episodes just like this, be sure to subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at Solutions Pod. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.